another episode of Riffs and Scripts. Riffs and Scripts. Riffs and Scripts. Cole, how Hello. are you? I'm all right, mate. I um, I had a cry yesterday. Oh, did you? I had a cry. Do you want know why? Why did you cry? Because I heard the new ABBA song. I heard it this morning. It made me cry. We need to talk about this. Like, so what's happening? What's going on? I still on? have faith in you. I still have faith in you, Amber. Oh, my God. I just... I, I knew that they were working on new stuff. And, I didn't. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of I worm into all the music magazines and things, and I have a little... I've got little... Oh, yeah, I, I'd heard that they were doing this. I think that they're not actually... I don't know, but I think they're not actually going to perform live. I think they're going to make songs and their their holograms are doing live stuff. And in the video, they did do some of that kind of facial. Yeah, I was. Co- I watched stuff, the video like and I was Star really Wars confused. I was like, "You definitely don't look like that now." No offense, yeah. <laughs> but like, time happens. <laughs> they sound great. It was, it was a good it song. It was wonderful. It, it was wonderful. Abba have something mm, very special. That I yeah, that was so unique. And something about the way they wrote music, and they wrote like really clever stuff, really clever, clever musical ideas uh, throughout uh, throughout all ABBA. Yeah. And I genuinely think ABBA are like one of the best bands in the world ever. Do you know? Even Lemmy from Motorhead, right? So someone said to <laughs> Lemmy that they were talking shit about, oh yeah, oh, fucking, you know, uh, you know, it's good that you're doing all this metal stuff because like, oh, there's so much fucking shit stuff like ABBA, and he's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? ABBA makes so many people fucking happy, and it yeah. feels good, and it's yeah. amazing. Abba, I, I love Abba, but I'm really glad that they've written a new song and it's really also, good. Also, like, I can't really ignore that the most successful jukebox musical of all time is Mamma Mia. So Abba music really works live. Absolutely. Like, the key to a good jukebox musical is to use music that is so much better live. Yeah, That you Absolutely. are excited to be watching happen live. And I know that's kind of true with all music, but you can't really deny that ABBA have written emotive, fun, joyous. Yes, emotive is the key there. Yeah, very ABBA really emotive. makes you feel things. Yeah. Um, like the winner takes it all, fuck me. Yeah. Meryl and Streep on a mountain singing that every day, please. Exactly, <laughs> with, the, with the arms with the and everything. With the chiffon and blowing and, in the wind. I'm like, oh. But, and they have such a sense of fun in everything that ABBA did and everything in the way they performed. That's, and, and that's so important to me. You know how much I love fun, right? And this new and, song is you know, really quintessentially ABBA. Yeah. It's, it, you could tell me, oh no, they wrote that 20 years ago. And you, you could say that they wrote it. that, yeah. yeah they and could I said that's oh, from the okay. 70s and then you'd, you'd think that was, yeah, legit true. Yeah. Like they, um, oh my God, the 70s were 50 years ago. <laughs> Mate, can we not? <laughs> oh my God. Um, like I, I mean, I know that we we didn't get born for twenty years after the seventies, but you know what I mean. Like we are closer oh to two thousand and seventy than to nineteen seventy. Oh. Or do you know one that messed with me? You know the song nineteen eighty five by Bowling for Soup. Uh, I don't, but yeah, continue. Okay, I will not have anyone slagging off Bowling for Soup. They are such an unguilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> they're, they're funny guys. They are fun. Their music they're is fun. fun. Um, anyway, I if saw they... them. Oh my god, can I just say something? I saw them live. I saw yeah. Bowling for Soup live. A download, right? I'm really jealous. And, um, I always wanted to. I don't and now mind I'm way too that, old. <laughs> that the rhythm guitarist is a big guy. He's bigger yes, than that. He's I know tall, the one. Yeah, yeah. and he's very, very large. And that he's he's a fat guy. He's fat, which, which is fine. We we use that term. 
uh, since talking to Kitty and yes, understanding about it. It doesn't need to be a derogatory um, term. He's a big it's not derogatory fat at all, rhythm guitarist. But he he was he's kind of they're kind of lovely, like as as a band. They're yeah. just kind of like they seem like such nice people. And the singer said, "Listen, guys, I've got my shades on because I'm hungover as fuck. Because last <laughs> night I got absolutely off my tits. All right." And then they come out, and then the, the rhythm guitarist comes up, and there's all the, the whole whole crowd go everywhere, and they're all going mad. And then goes, man, you guys look delicious. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. And here's, here's the fucking weird thing, right? For some reason, they had two giant inflatable sheep on the stage, right? Sure. Yeah, because they just because they fucking fuck did, it, right? It's their gig. And with with these giant inflatable animals, anything like a bouncy castle or anything, they have a big hole in it, and where that's where the fan goes to blow the air in, right? And that was in the butt of the sheep. Okay, so <laughs> so. Because it's download as well, someone had in the crowd brought on a, a, a giant inflatable penis, right? Obviously. So they saw the giant inflatable penis that people had signed and shit, and it's bounced around the crowd, and they said, "Wait, bring the dick up here! Bring the inflatable <laughs> dick up here!" And then they <laughs> fucked one of the sheep. God, that's so weird. <laughs> and it started getting so deflated, and, and I was just like, "This is like, I'm so glad this happened because that's such a good story." <laughs> like, so basically, Bowling was super really good at writing songs. <laughs> That are slightly nostalgic. So like yeah, high, yeah, yeah, yeah. high School Never Ends. Fucking top tune. I still, I still walk down the street with Girl or the Bad Guys Want playing in my yeah, head because yeah. it makes me song. feel good about myself. Yeah. It's my, it's my like wind blowing in my hair song and I'm not yeah, sorry about it. love it. Um, one love of their it. songs is called 1985. And so it's like, um, it's when, even when they wrote it, it was looking back on the 80s. Yeah. If they wrote 1985 now, it would be about the year 2004. What? Uh, <laughs> that was like yesterday, I swear. I know, I know. Like, like actually, actually, to be fair, to be fair, I was 12 in 2004, I think. Yeah, I must have been about 12. I was 12. 11, yeah. So, so it sounds like, about right. Actually, but that I remember, was quite a while ago. I remember listening to 1985 on like an iPod Nano. Oh shit, man! This is, <laughs> this is all kinds of fucked up. Time is a social construct. Oh man! So it's so, so. I think I think there's a thing that I've I've noticed. I, I I suspect is to do with technology, but the way that we look at decades rather than before about 1920, you just didn't think of decades like that. No, the 20s and I think partially, definitely did that, yeah. I think that's partially that's due to kind of globalisation, connectivity. You know, people were just talking and travelling to places all over the world. You know, nothing really got discovered in terms yeah. of places. You know, like, I, I couldn't tell you the social trends between 1840s, 50s and 60s. But maybe people that, in the 1860s yeah, yeah. could. But maybe just... they could. But I do know that blues was invented at that time, and that's pretty much all I could tell you. I do think the 20th century was great for that. I've often said this about why I find the 20th century so fascinating is there is such a specific identity to every single decade. Yes. And it's so cool. We all know the difference between the 60s and the 70s and we all know the difference between the 70s and the 80s. I mean, there was an explosion of art. So that very much helps. Music, painting, movies, all of it. Mm. It's interesting. Funnily enough, that's something that the uh, Avengers, uh, the Marvel cartoon cartoon it's not a cartoon the marvel tv show wandavision did because they basically do uh an episode that's 
in every single one of those decades. Mm. It's really interesting. Well, there's anyway, last last thing on this, the last thing I promise. There's this whole thing about how the fact that Harry Potter was written in the 90s and there's absolutely no teen 90s culture in it. Like, give me a yeah. denim jacket, give me a choker necklace, yeah, give me funny, a Tamagotchi. And like, there's a huge part of the Harry Potter fan base that really want whatever comes next like the new series or a Netflix series, whatever does Harry Potter next really embraces like the 90s yeah. element of it and I would love that funny isn't it so oh, anyway man. Cole this cool. week yeah this week I mean what made you I, go I, whoa what just happened well I, I well I, I was also going to mention one thing is that I'm about to listen to the new Iron Maiden album which was released today at day of recording Ooh. so um they've done a new Iron Maiden album which you may have seen with uh, Eddie as a samurai called Sen- Senjutsu. So uh, I'm going to look that up. See, this is exactly the kind of thing that we can include when we do like industry news episodes. This new album yeah, that's, came that's out. that's what I thought. Yeah, new yeah, yeah. Things out. like that. So yeah, yeah. wait and see everybody. But today is something different. Cole, tell us. Yes. Today, um, so I got in touch with a friend of mine, uh, an amazing guitarist called Rob Tognoni. So Rob's been doing it for decades. Um, it's, you know, music's his main source of income. Um, he's a very good friend of mine. And um, I thought, well, I could just interview Rob. But what would be better is if me and Nath, my best friend of the world. Have you heard of Nath, by the way, Amber? Nath. Um, yeah, Nath, so Nath, guitarist, and myself interviewed our friend, Rob Tognoni. We've played with him loads of times. There's loads of videos of him dragging me up on stage and playing old blues classics and rock and roll classics and stuff. Um, and yeah, Rob Tognoni is the coolest guy and the best guitarist in the world, and I'm right. <laughs> so, you know. Amber, you're going to love Rob. I bet I will. I bet I will. So, guys, enjoy the interview. Hey folks, uh, this is Cole here. I'm joined by two reprobates, two of my favourite guitarists in the world, uh, my best mate Nate Digman and uh, my good friend Rob Tognoni. Hello, 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 hello. G'day right, Cole, guys. g'day Nate. All right. Oh, how are we doing? Good. It's been, a, it's been a while, Rob. I miss you. Yeah, I love you guys. Come on. So um, I think the last time we saw you was, yeah, what, 2019 now? Last end of the tail end of 2019? That's right. We I think. We did a whole lot of Rosie together. Yeah, yeah, we did. I think we did. Um, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, we did a whole lot of Rosie. Did, uh, um, we did Baby, Please Don't Go as well. Yeah, we did yeah, both. Yeah. But Rosie, that was not so good. Yeah, that nah, was, Rosie yeah. went a bit sideways. <laughs> it went to Destination Fucked. It really did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Destination Fucked. Destination yes, fucked. exactly. Yeah. I, I realised I part way through that you're in E flat, aren't you? You're Correct. Set down. Correct. And so Nate comes Correct. on and he's just like, what, what the fuck is happening? No, it was like, <laughs> What's going on? Very confusing stuff, but we got through it. The <laughs> yeah, audience apparently exactly liked right. it. it I'm fucked if I know, people, but they people. did. They did, they did. People t- came to uh, to me afterwards and, uh, and cracking gig. Great. So, <laughs> there was, yeah, I've seen some videos from it. It's actually pretty good. No, no, it's right. No, come it's on. Right. No, you're <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh, fucking class. Yeah. Okay, so okay. for the people at home, um, Rob is a big friend of mine and Nafe's. Yep. Um, brilliant kind of bluesy rock guitarist. How would you describe yourself, Rob? 
brilliant kind of bluesy, yeah. yeah, sexy cunt, uh, bluesy kind of <laughs> brilliant rock guitarist. Perfect. You did it right. Yes, you did exactly. it. Yeah, you, did, you got nailed. Exactly. It. Yeah, nailed. It's pretty much on it. That's it. Um, You're on. You've just um, you've just come back from Denmark, I think. Last time I spoke to you. Oh yeah, that was good. Um, yeah. Did some gigs up there. Yeah, we did uh, Thursday at uh, Pilligarten, which is a great little culture house, and then on uh, we had the day off. And which bet we, the traffic was really shit, so it took us seven hours to get from one side of Denmark to the other. So there Ooh, was our day off gone. Yeah, oh, it was it was mad. Anyway, and then we did the festival with um, and Ainsley Lister was there. Met first time I met Ainsley. Lovely guy. Lovely guy. Oh yeah, I know Ainsley. Yeah. So uh, I have no idea who that is. So. Ainsley. <laughs> yeah, he's from uh, Bradford, I think, but he lives in um, what's that place called? Leicester. Leicester. Mid- yeah, Midlands, 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 Midlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice bloke. Brilliant guitar player. Uh, yeah, got on. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was great. Then we had a twelve-hour drive back, of course, and I've been oh. resting up, resting up a little bit because I'm, you know, not a, not a young buck anymore. So I've got to chill it for a couple of days, you know, uh, dry yeah, out exactly. a bit. Yeah, that's it. And now you 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 live uh, you live in Germany, don't you? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, in Aachen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you live right? Bit is of a... it right on the border, like near France? Yeah. No, not France. Um, Holland. Holland. Oh, Holland, that would make get, more sense. Get your map out, mate. No, it's it's right on the <laughs> border. Yeah, fuck you. It's right <laughs> on the. It, it, it's tosser. I, I don't right know on... where it is. I just said that for reaction. Well, I'm tr- I'm trying to fucking explain it to you. If you just listen for a minute. <laughs> right. It's, it's on the border of um, Holland and Belgium there that's it all right that's all you need to know there we go all where are they exactly <laughs> yeah. uh, somewhere in freaking, europe yeah somewhere in europe you, well, how some um, yeah mm. actually speaking of that because yeah. we, we i'll be honest the news that we've got has been pretty anglo-centric right regarding kind of covid and everything right um and brexit as well right um i wondered how all that stuff's like affecting you as a player and how's it going now because i mean you're gigging now which like we're we're not i mean people really? are opening up for gigs where we are but um that's only been going on for about a month i think oh people okay gigging um, but me and nath like we've only had one rehearsal since since the start of it shit well you know well it's been bad we all know it's been bad for the last 18 months but um yeah I've managed to squeeze a couple of gigs in. Um, well, last October I got a, a couple of festivals in and a couple of decent gigs, and then we. Um, what did we do next? Did something in June, and then uh, things have just been opening up a little bit here at the moment. And Denmark, that's it's like gone. It's uh, they're eighty percent really? immunised. It's uh, there's wow. it's it's just totally gone. You know, so it's just like normal life. It shocked us. It's like. You know, no one's got a mask on. No one's got a mask. But it, it, fr- Crazy, it freaked yeah. us out, you know. But it, everybody seems to get on and it's, it's there's no, no fuck all deaths and it seems to be working there. I don't know. It's mad. Bill, I think that... Whatever they're doing is clinic. Well, I think it's a secret of the 80% uh, vaccination rate. That may have something yeah, yeah. to do with it, you know. Whereas yeah. in Germany, it's it's <clears throat> it's it, it, it's it's the incidence, of course, you know, when you get over a certain amount of incidence per 100,000. I think Germany's... Uh, a hundred or something like that, and then they start locking everything down. But as long as you've got, you know, your COVID pass type of thing, which I, you know, I, mm. I don't think, I, I don't like the idea of it, but however, once I've checked into it and, and find out how private it actually is and how much inf- no information is really passed out, it's it's just an easy way to get around, you know? And that's, yeah. that's, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got a good system here in, in the EU. 
with the with the cough pass they call it and it's and well it, i can work i can gig you know so and people can open yeah. up and the, the, the restaurants can open up you know but there are times yeah. when they they'll close down for you know a few days or whatever and then open up again that's a real shit for the restaurateurs you know i mean they've got to order in all their tucker their food you know they're fucked they've got to throw it out and stuff like that anyway no, exactly. So what's, what's we've had a weird time of it. <laughs> yeah, what's going? I thought I thought I thought fucking you guys were right onto it. I mean, what 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 it kind of opened up, but I think that the way me and Nath have been, we've always been on the back foot mm. uh, with everything, and we knew a lot of bands who weren't uh, not. We won't we won't name any names, but we knew knew of bands who were clearly not abiding by any restrictions. Right. Um, so they were meeting up all the time and you know me and Nath we took a break at the end of 2019 in order to get an album written and then you know COVID just totally fucked us absolutely just a few this, this fucked us in the arse big time yeah yeah really fucked us and yeah, then big so, time you know we've yeah. always written together mm. so it was really weird trying to do that remotely mm. um, and uh, yeah we, we we were trying to be as responsible as we could and we were both working full time and um you know but now we're finally in a position where we're able to meet up at the weekends and and do stuff but you know we we wanted to take the time out to to write this album and work out where we're going and what we're doing and um yeah <laughs> we so we didn't want to go straight back into gigging as soon as it's it's out and i think about a month ago now is that right nath yeah pretty much i mean like the big festivals like reading and leeds and stuff like that happened this Weekend just gone. Yeah, and this weekend just. Other gone, big yeah. festivals have been happening, so right. It has, all, it has all like opened up like that, like you know. But not in the clubs. But and people are it. people are a bit nervous. I think generally yeah. the public are a bit nervous yeah. still, yeah. Because the way that um, people aren't very trusting of our government, basically, I think, uh, which I don't mind saying on the podcast because, like, like you know. You're all lefties. No one's really sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so on this, I, mate, don't on worry. This, I think the people listening listening to this are probably going to be all lefties. Let's face it. Of course, it's, it's a performing arts podcast. Of course, you know, it's going to be that kind of kind of crowd. Um, um, yeah. I wanted to ask about countries and stuff like because mm. me and Nath have only really gigged in the UK. We've done like one gig outside the UK. That was in Ibiza with loads of English people there. You know, um, I wanted to ask you know. Mm. What are the crowds like? Uh, do, do people more lively in in certain places? You find, or you know, attitude to booze, things like that. Yeah, I mean, I I I I love the crowds in the UK, and I'm not just saying that to suck ass. I'm I'm I mean it. I I love the crowds in the U, in the UK. We love you. Yeah, oh, yeah no, exactly. come on, too, you're embarrassing me. Right yeah, look, I've gone fucking red. Look, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, as red as Nate's shirt. It's, yeah, red. Is, that's a nice looking. <laughs> look that's that. a nice that's looking hemp you've got on there, my friend. Thank you very much. New yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, I got some shitty old grey thing on, but that's all right. It doesn't matter. Um, we love it. Yeah, of course you do. You can't even fucking see it. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you can. <laughs> we don't need to see it to know we love it. All right, good. Um, <laughs> you take that many ways. Um, so what are we on about? We're, we're on about uh, 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 different audiences. About, yeah, yeah people I mean, different. people are people. Yeah. People are people, I find. You know? um, some pla- Like over in, say, like uh, the Eastern European states, you find that the audiences are slightly younger than what they are. And um, and uh, but the, I I find that the like the Germans, the French, the Belgians, the Dutch, as long as you you know you you're hitting the right note with them, you, know, you connect and mm. and that's it, mate. So yeah. it's pretty much I I don't find a great deal of difference in it, you know. 
Even mm. when people are sitting down, that doesn't, I couldn't give a fuck about that. That doesn't worry me at all. It used to when, when I, I remember I first gig I did, it was back 2004 or something. And I walked into this Danish gig and every, every, every fucker was sitting down. I'm going, what, what the fuck is this? Is this what yeah. we're going to watch? A, we're going to watch a picture. Are we? Is, a, is there a cinema on or something? And but, but over the years, I've gotten used to it, and it doesn't mind me at all. You know, that's what people want to do: sit down, it's, it's chill weird out. That. Yeah. When we've gone into places where people are sitting mm. down, like to me, that's like, a, oh shit, because like, yeah. I mean, you know me, I just run out into the crowd and, and try <laughs> to grab by the balls. <laughs> yep. Um, I remember like, um, there's been a few gigs like Ilfracum, Nath, and and yeah. Red Dragon. Do you remember I those think, two? I think we've only probably ever done three where they're sitting down, and it's just so odd. Like, I remember one of them was in this huge room, and like we had a huge stage, and it sounded massive. It was really good, but everyone was sat down, and it was so odd. Like. Yeah, it, about, I, I understand. About, I understand. Yeah. yeah, they were like twenty meters away from the stage, and it was just like, yeah, that, what? that was the weird thing. Like, if they were sitting down and they were like ten feet away from me, I'd be all right. Yeah, but it was just like I, had, I, I remember having to run fifty paces just to get to the, the first first row of people. Yeah, you know, and they like they basically been been like, oh no, what we'll do, we'll make like you know. There's loads of seating, yeah, but like we'll make a big space so that people come down the front, and then basically everyone just sat on their asses. For the it's, whole sort of, it's sort of. I think it took me almost the whole gig to like get into it and realize what was going on. Do you know what I mean? It was very strange. I just it's, sort of felt I thought it was like, oh, I'm comfortable now. Oh, it's our last song. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's it's like the massive punter barrier, basically. Yeah. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, it is weird, but I got used to it. You know, I think I think it's of course you know the crowds I play probably you know a little older. And uh, we're, we're all fucked, you know. So we, we you know, we got to. <laughs> no, 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 no offense out there, people. No offense out there, people. <laughs> Mate, swear, swear, say whatever. No, you no, like, I don't. Swear I'm not swearing. Like, I just I don't, don't want. I just don't want my audience to think that I think they're fucked. That's the, that's the thing. I didn't no, mean it not. in that fucked. context. No, they're not fucked. They're, not they're just ninety percent have got a double hip replacement. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. well, basically, and I'm, I'm probably heading for yeah, one exactly. too. But anyway, that's not a problem. <laughs> That's that's uh, so I've got used to it over the years, and I don't really give a shit anymore. You know, I just get out and do my thing, and I don't worry about it. Right. But then again, I'm not like you two bastards on the shoulders in the fucking crowd and all that stuff. I, I mean, I used to do that. No, no, I used to do that stuff when when I was in my twenties as well. But uh, it's a little bit hard. Anyone trying to lift me now? Well, good luck to them, mate. God, <laughs> God bless them. I'll tell you what, Nave can tell you why fucking we stopped shoulder doing replacement. the guitarist uh, huh? on the shoulders thing because yeah. we used to do that. You know, the Angus Young. Um, yeah, yeah, on the shoulders. Thing. Oh, it looks great! Um, it looks great. Nath will tell you. Nath will tell you why we stopped doing that. We, uh, okay. we did a gig in Newcastle, and it was such a weird gig from the start because we did a sound check to an, right. a full venue basically because it was like a pub, and then people would. But what we didn't sort of understand is that the pub would sort of be full, and then they'd chuck everyone out at a certain time, and then people would have to pay to come in. So oh, we did this it. sound. So we did this sound check, and it sounds really good in there. It was a great venue. And like everyone was yeah, yeah. like, everyone was like, like, and I was like, oh, this gig's <laughs> going to be great. And then they all left, and I was like, oh, this is weird. And then the people that came in were sort of used to seeing like cover bands. So, yeah. so we oh, so were right. so yeah. there, sort of like an unknown band trying to play our own songs. And yeah, that's tough. Anyway, yeah, that that was we've all been there. It was not great. And um, so anyway. Me and Carl were trying to sort of liven things up a bit because we were like, they're a bit stale, you know. We need to like sort of get something going here so we're like right let's do the on the shoulders thing i think it was only like the second or third time we'd done it so i jumped yeah, on there we haven't done it that much carl's <laughs> carrying me around and sort of trips 
And then I go. He's 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 holding his Gibson Les Paul custom, so solid mahogany p- guitar. So I'm swinging around in front of my. I had the guitar, face. and then oh. Cole sort of trips and stumbles, and he's like, "Oh God, he's going!" So I was going over the top. So I thought, I don't want to break my guitar. So I remember grabbing the guitar to one side and just face planted this table <laughs> full of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless so, I thought so, you got a yeah. face point fucking call. That's what. No, anyway, you did. It, it was different, and then after that, <laughs> after that, it was different. Yeah, the yeah. whole place sort the whole place sort of woke up after that. So like, it was like, Whoa! then I just got up and carried on and jumped back on stage, and everyone was like, Whoa, "What the hell was that?" And then I mem- I don't know if you actually know this, Cole, but I went to sit down on a drum stool at the side of the stage, which was oh, um classic during Luke's drum solo. Yeah. And I sat down, I literally had been stood there for ages and I thought, God, when's he going to finish this? You know, we used to do like that little like motorhead bit at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I sat down yeah. on this I'm drum stool that was sort of like in the gear storage area right next to the stage. So I was watching Luke and I was like, oh, I'll be able to like keep an eye on him for this bit. Sat down on this drum stool and it just, it wasn't attached to the stool. So I just disappeared backwards. And I was lying <laughs> on my, I was lying on my back in this gear storage area. Oh, and then awesome. Luke doing, oh. Yeah. And then Luke was doing like the slow bit on the drums at the end of the solo. I was like, oh God, he's going to start playing. So I like flipped the switch back to like the bridge pickup and like just came in, but I was on my back and then had to jump up and like come back out. So it was, a, it was an event and uh, it was just a strange night. And we realized a lot about people from Newcastle that everyone was telling us they really enjoyed the gig later. And then I was trying to sell them some merch to make some money. Yeah. And uh, they were all like, oh, well, I've only got a tenner to come out for the night. And I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Hang oh, okay. Because the tenor in Newcastle will get you three or four beers, you know. Well, yeah. yeah one guy I'd... said he was coming out with twenty quid for him and his missus all night, and I was like, "Listen," he said, "How much is a CD?" I said, "It's a fiver," and he went, "I thought, oh, I thought... So, sorry, mate." And I was like, "I can get you... like three beers for that," and I was like, "All right, You're... fair enough." Really? Jeez, yeah. a fiver. Fuck, yeah. know. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the that's the difference because <laughs> you know, like here here where, where me and Nate live, it's like yeah, four or five quid for like a beer. You know, because it was like here in London are quite similar in prices. And then the further north you get, like, I remember getting a beer for a pound in, in Derby. Yeah. On, on like a student night, you know. Isn't it all the, ta- so, the tax and stuff? I, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's just the closer to London you get, like, they just ramp everything up. So living cost in London and, and in Oxford yeah. is like crazy high compared to the rest of the UK. Yeah. Yeah. That's just how it works. That's it. Yeah. I, remember, yeah. I remember being in a McDonald's in Blackpool years ago, and mm. there was a. I, I remember we walked in, and I was like, "Oh, well, McDonald's is really cheap up here compared to down south where we're from." And then there was a Geordie in there kicking off at the staff, telling them that their McDonald's <laughs> was too expensive. Oh, really? And I was like, sat there like, "What? Oh, okay." So that's a, yeah, the difference between north and south, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So moving swiftly on. Swiftly. So for people listening at home, like you know, because um, a lot of them are going to be musical theatre nerds, please be aware of. So um, right. I was, I wanted to hear about your kind of journey. You're, you're from Tasmania. Yeah. Um, you live in Germany now. You're in Outlaws. I wanted to hear about, you know, where, how you got into guitar. Short story or long story, whatever you want. How'd you get from A to B? You know. Holy shit! What got you into this whole game? How, how long we got? Oh, I don't know, mate. mate to be hours. honest, mate, you can talk as long no, as you like. I don't give oh, a shit. Like, fuck, I'll just edit on. what we don't um, like out. No, I won't. I'll cut. I'll keep all of it. Yeah. Here. We'll have a three-hour-long episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, start. Uh, hang on. Well, I was ten. I was ten. Mother bought home a guitar. She didn't like it. 
She'd all, tried to make me play piano and I fucking hated it. I didn't like it. I'm not a piano man. I love, I love piano players and blah, blah, blah. But I, I went, nah, this is not for me. And so she gave it to me and I said, great, a guitar. And it had five strings on it at the time. And I went, you know, well, that's pretty normal, I guess, you know, the way it is. So over a period of months, snap, oh, four strings. Right, okay. Uh, I'll continue with this. Snap, mm. snap, snap down to one. I'm going, okay, well, I've got to fuck this guitar off and get another one. Then. <laughs> I really didn't realise there was spare string. You could yeah. buy replacement strings. Remember, I come from Tasmania, mate. Pretty sheltered place. So, And that's the truth. Yeah. So anyway, then I found out you could buy strings and went, fuck. So I got some new strings and then started uh, watching um, TV programs, old black and white TV programs. One was called GTK, Getting to Know. And they used to play 15 minutes of Australian rock bands. And I'd try and work out where their fingers are and shit right. like that. And that's how I basically learned a couple of my, a couple of my uh, first chords. And then I went to the pointer system. The pointer system. It was a the little book. A, the pointer system. The pointer system. It's a little finger, a book with a finger that points to where you put your fucking finger. And it was... G, G was on the third fret, and I went, well, I'd already worked that one out. I'll progress. And then it went to G, <laughs> G7. He knows his shit. G, I knew my shit. No, G7, and I thought, hmm, this is interesting. And then these were one-finger pointer chords, they were called. Then I progressed from there, from the pointer book. That was uh, back in the early 70s. Then I went into, you know, played in, in various bands at high school. We were all shit, of course, uh, but learning as much as we possibly could. Um, blah, blah, blah. Went through and then gave up the guitar for qu quite a few years. Um, didn't have any money to buy one. Broke, broke his ass, had a, a, a baby, got married, you know, had to buy tomatoes and food and everything like that. So the guitar was right out the window. And mm. then I got a good, really good paying job with a, a geological company and I was a draftsman. So I used to draw all their maps and shit and I progressed. Shit. Yeah, yeah. That's I got really cool. I, I never knew that. No. And I, I progressed really well. And then I ended up running this little office and then flying me around all over the fucking place doing all these big mapping oh. jobs. And what my job was, I'd have to go out to all the mining leases, get pissed with all the, all the miners and get their maps. That was my gig. <laughs> that was my gig. It, in the thing. Yeah. So that Whoa. was good. So, but it was good pain. I, yeah, I, yeah, I bet. Well, back in back in the young day, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I'm still pretty good at that too. Anyway, and then, yeah. um, so and so uh, then uh, that that uh, we had a big recession in the early '80s, and the um, uh, the company closed down because there's no more mineral exp exploration. So I went, well, what the fuck am I going to do? So I bought a Strat, didn't I? I bought a Stratocaster. Yeah, I went, fuck, I got did. a Strat. So I spent 500 bucks, and that was a lot of money back then, man. 500 bucks for a 76 yeah, Strat. Yeah. And I went, fuck, yeah. And anyway, I, I took it home to my wife, and I said, guess what I've spent all this money on? She goes, what? I said, I've lost my job, but I've got this Strat. And she said, <laughs> the classic, the but classic, you know, the classic one. And she said, well, uh, she said, what are you going to do with that? And I said, I want to, I want to start a band. Any problem? She goes, no, nah, that's all right. And that was it. And that's when I started, Brilliant. started touring and here I am fucking years later.
That's amazing. Man. That's fantastic. That's a great story. Uh, yeah, but it's back in the days when shit like that happened. I mean, trying to do that shit now, it's it's a lot more difficult for you guys. Uh, but things were okay. I was broke ass, had no money and whatever. But you could basically walk into it the next place and get a job if you really you know needed money. There was mm. there was never a shortage of work. So that's that's the thing. So and then the gigs, the big '80s boom uh, in Australia with uh, uh, bands. You're playing fucking seven nights a week you know so there was yeah. plenty of so that's why she said yeah no worries because there was plenty of work and plenty of money so it just went fantastic but then i just Mad. yeah and but then yeah i shit at the fan some stage when was it the 90s and uh yeah things didn't work out there was another recession or something i can't really remember now um and anyway i tried to get to europe and i got a deal in europe and yeah job done mate there we go job, job where did you done, move mate. to in europe where no i didn't yeah. i was going to and from um, europe for oh, like really? 20, 20 years you know really? a couple Jesus. of times that yeah so doing that yeah, mainly the mainly the, the continent not so much the uk i did one in, in uh, tour in the uk in 96 and i must have thought oh, fuck this guy <laughs> 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 and i didn't tour for many years until i met up with uh, mikey hellier mike yeah. plays drums yeah, yeah. with me you know great guy and he books me and gaz rackman and uh, and then he started booking me tours and stuff in, in the UK. So if it wasn't for him, I probably mm. wouldn't get back to the UK for some reason. Maybe I was a little... Back then, you, like, I was marketed as blues, you know, and I'm not really mm. blues. I'm blues rock and it's a, and, yeah, and rock yeah, yeah. and classic rock. There's a big difference, you know. So maybe yeah, that exactly. was the reasons. Anyway, I've talked enough. That's it. Job done. Fuck it. Cole, I want you to tell the story of um, how you were first made aware of Rob. And then okay. You yeah. Me. Actually, I want. I wanted to say this. So I. I had um, a family friend actually who's a lot older who wanted, who who was put together a covers band and it didn't come off at the end. But he was just like, we need a singer, and so they got me in because I could sing, you know, and and we did like you know, uh, rock sound. You certainly and, can. You know, those kind of songs. Oh, cheers, mate. Um, <laughs> and um, and uh, you know, we're bumbling about. Didn't really come off, but um, you know, he knew I was into into all my music. And me and Nathan had all all been playing. Me and Nathan had been playing since we were fifteen, sixteen together. Yeah, same band. I've, same. I've seen same some photos. Thing. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> yeah. the photos. Fuck me. Fortunately, not yeah. ones from that far back. <laughs> oh, you might have done. I you think. I think done. I might have done. Anyway, continue. Yeah, I'll show you some. Nate with his hair short. That was fucking weird. That that would um, be fucking weird, wouldn't it now? That would creep yes. you out. No, you don't. No, no. You would, so very handsome, these, Nate. These guys, this this family friend was a member <laughs> of the Haven Club, which is uh, the the thing that Penny runs. So our friend uh, Penny Lee, the promoter. Um, oh, Penny. God bless and, her, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love Penny's pieces. Same I chat to her every now and again. She lives in Oxford, so I'm going to catch her for a cup of tea after work, which would be nice. Excellent. Um, she's, she's the fucking best. Yes. And... Um, so I went to see you with this family friend. And I was like, "Fucking hell, this guy's a bit good. Like, this guy's a bit fucking good." And then I, a couple of years later, or maybe a year later, I was writing for a magazine in Oxford called Night Shift, which is a, mm -hmm. a music review magazine. Mm -hmm. And um, they said, "Hey, is anyone free to review Rob Tonioni?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And then <laughs> I was like, "Nate, Nate, 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 Nate," because you know Nate has always loved you know Stevie Ray Vaughan and well all these blues people, you know. Um, and I was like, Nate, you've got to come see. And he's just like, yeah, all right, all right, come along, come along. And I was just like, seriously, Nate, like, like, he's not shit, he's really good. <laughs> and, and then um, I, I took Nate with me to when I go and did the review, wrote the review. Um, and then I think a year after that, 
um, you know, uh, Rob, you you were playing, and I can't remember if Penny came to us or we came to Penny to say, you know, to support. And uh, then we played with you for the first time. So there we go. Uh, two, That's as fu- what I remember. Mate, you guys were a hard act to fucking follow. I know that much, you energy bunnies. <laughs> Fuck you, mate. It was awesome. You blew me out. Yeah, you blew me out. Absolutely fucking blasted me. Mate. mate. I remember I remember, um, I remember. Penny was like, she went and grabbed you. I think you were drinking in the front bar and she went and grabbed yeah, you when yeah. just about when we were doing the sort of on the shoulders thing, which I think was maybe the second time we'd ever done it. Yeah. Never rehearsed. Never again. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just remember you coming back out and you were probably thinking like, oh, you know, a bit like we've been in the past sometimes where you're like, oh, great. Another support band, like, you know, they're probably pants. Kind of thing. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, you've been, but in, I, remember, anyway. I remember going and getting you and bringing you out. And then I just remember seeing your eyes like, oh, Holy right, fuck, actually. what's this? This is all right. <laughs> and I remember, Nath, I think you nearly sconed yourself on the on the, on the the roof, the, the partition. Yeah. You yeah. come running over to me. I was in near the back of the room. And I think you nearly sconed yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a, what's, what's life what's, without a bit of risk? I remember that, man. Yeah, great. No, but man, honestly, and I'm not just pissing in your pocket, mate. You guys are a very hard act oh. to follow, mate. You've got great energy. You're good players. You're great singer. You've got excellent songs. You know, what? Europe, listen to, you got to listen to me, Europe. The world. Oh. Fuck yeah. It's very, it's very kind, Rob. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Thanks, man. It's the truth, man. everybody thank you so much for listening i'm sure you won't be surprised to hear that cole just kept chatting so we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna bring this um interview over two episodes so come back next week to hear the rest and we'll see you then if you want to get in touch we're in all the usual places we're on instagram riffs and scripts pod we're on facebook riffs and scripts pod if you want to email us it's riffs and scripts at gmail.com otherwise we'll see you next week absolutely bye bye